This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now, Where the Stars Fell is offering director's commentary to all Fable and Folly Plus supporters, still entirely ad-free. Fable and Folly Plus. Sign up today at fableandfolly.com slash plus. Sir, I know that it would be a very good opportunity for the students, but I'm afraid... Yes, I know I've declined for the past few years. Oh, did the school call you? Can you you not see I'm busy? No, apologies, Mr. Golem, I wasn't talking to you. Like I said, my schedule is... Your schedule? If by schedule, you mean staying holed up in your office. Schedule is what lets me write and pay my bills. Uh, yes. Actually, why don't you just... Decline again. My presentation is going to be the most kick-ass one anyway, so, like, I wouldn't want you to embarrass yourself or anything. Actually, Mr. Golem, I think I'll rescind my earlier statement. I'd be honored to attend. Uh, Next week, correct? Yes, all right. Thank you, sir. You're kidding, right? Absolutely not. I'll adjust my schedule to fit it in. You're always telling me that I need to interact with people under the age of 60 anyway. What better opportunity? Yeah, but like... Adults? Like 30-year-olds, people with jobs, not... not high schoolers. (laughs) Surely they can't be that bad. They're just children. Yeah, just children. It's not like they're going to tear us limb from limb or anything, Dr. Tucker. You needn't look so worried about it. Coming from you! And I wouldn't put it past happening! We did run into those... things, so the thought of a bunch of teenagers suddenly deciding to rip us apart doesn't seem so unrealistic. Anyway, I just came in for some coffee. I'll let you go, uh, rearrange your schedule and figure out what the fuck you're gonna say to a bunch of kids. And you've already got what you're going to say planned out. Hey, give me a bit of credit. Well, okay, the principal asked me, like, two weeks ago, but I'm just talking about my, uh, inspiring academic journey. 
There's nothing. Right. Here's the teacher's lounge, ladies, where everyone is waiting before we assign a presentation order. Feel free to help yourselves. Ooh, hello. Better not have breakfast. Minus coffee, of course. Okay, well, you try talking to a bunch of kids without- <clears throat> Dr. Tucker, Miss Kensington, I've been made aware that the two of you occasionally have some difficulty keeping things civil. Occasionally. Quiet. And I, as well as the rest of the participants, would appreciate your use of professionalism today. We want to show these kids a few career options not disrupt their classes. I appreciate you both agreeing to give presentations, but I won't hesitate to ask one or both of you to leave if necessary. We're all adults here, right? Oh, totally. Right, Luz? Obviously. Great. Like I said, keep it civil, and we won't have any issues. I'll be back in a few with the schedule. Well, well, Miss Lucille. Nice to finally see you at career day. Didn't think we'd get the pleasure. Yes, well, some circumstances changed. Hi, everyone. I'm Circumstances. Hi there, Ed. Good to see you outside of the urgent care. Arm feeling okay? It's, uh, taking its time to heal. It's fine. Great to hear. I see you already know Mama Gabe, although I'm not surprised. Have you met Miss Quint yet? And Mr. Tenney, have you met Ed and Miss Kensington? I've not had the pleasure, Miss Kensington. Dr. Tucker. Likewise. And what is your profession, Mr. Tenney? Mm, British. A sense of humor is the same, then. I'm a plumber. Oh, cool. Um, sorry, is there a, a water fountain somewhere? Coffee for breakfast, suddenly not a fine idea, baby. What? Oh, you're no fun. We've got bottles, Dr. Tucker. Allow me. Ugh. Guess they didn't even bother with a fridge. No. I suppose not. Miss Lucille, Maggie here has been just tickled to meet you all morning. Oh. I'm a pretty big fan of your books, Miss Kensington. Each one at the library's got a wait list half a mile long. I've got to say, it's about time someone wrote a fantasy series that doesn't have a lady half-naked every few pages. Uh, yes, uh, that was part of the intention, yes. Well, that and the dragons. Hey, I like your priorities. But I have to ask, if you don't mind, the wait for this next one. Are you planning something really big? Am I going to need to hand out tissues with each copy? Oh, no, no. Just a bit of writer's block I was having some difficulty pushing through. It's all on track now, and I cannot promise anything. I mean, if you wanted to cry, you could always come around during dinner time. Says the woman who once presented fried squirrel as a possible meal. It is! You ate it! Under duress. Oh yeah, two servings and lunch the next day is totally under duress. You just couldn't believe hick food is as good as it actually is. You would not believe the fuss she kicks up when I dare use a little bit of seasoning. It's like her taste buds evolved to hate fun. And yours, apparently, to enjoy pizza from the bin. Because it was still fresh, and you threw it in there because, again, no fun in Flavortown. Oh no, pepperoni and mushroom by order of the Queen, it was go! Ed, when was this? Like a month ago? Why? 
Isn't that when you came in for food poisoning? No. Yes. No, 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 no. That was when I ate raw cookie dough and made it with eggs. Because salmonella is obviously a myth, but monsters aren't. Okay, smartass, you tell me what fucked up my arm. Well, I must say once again, your plans have proved to be infallible. Do you mind not doing this in public? Or did you lose your sense of timing along with smell? It comes with the territory, love. They don't seem to notice. Yes, and I told you, keep it manageable. And buy some damn deodorant. Menopause treating you well, then? Baby, do not tempt me. (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. Look at my arm! You tell me this is... Thank you for your patience, everyone. The students are ready now, and we've got your lineup, so... Dr. Tucker, if you're alright to go first. Wait, me? Starting things out with a bang, aren't we? You know what? Yeah. Yeah, let's go. I'm gonna give these kids the presentation of their freaking lives. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Ed Tucker. Nah, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to make you guys sit through that. Trust me, I know how freaking annoying it is when speakers do that. Anyway, I'm Dr. Ed Tucker. I'm here to talk to y'all about uh, your futures. Yeah, yeah, I know. You're giving me a look. It sounds corny, I know. I bet you're thinking, hey, what can this lady tell us about the future? Is she trying to pass herself off as a fortune teller? I swear, I'm not, don't worry. I'm just gonna tell you how I specifically got into the job I have now. Well, (laughs) the job I had before coming here, I mean. I'm sort of on a sabbatical, so I can do some research. But um, before I came here, I was with the Stanford Biology Department. That's where I graduated from, and I sort of stayed with them for a while, but that's not important. Anyway, so I'm here to work on some research, and I have a couple doctorates, But if you had told me, hey Ed, you're going to be a doctor multiple times over when I was your age, I would have laughed in your face. I would have. I mean, I was a teenager, and no offense, but teenagers, you're some of the rudest people on earth. Well, you and (laughs) four-year-olds. Yeah, four-year-olds, they're brutal as heck. When I was a four-year-old, I was a little hellion. I mean, you look at me now, wearing normal people clothes, and you think, huh, she just said she has multiple doctorates. She must have been a really well-behaved, polite kid. But I wasn't. Actually, this is a recent development in the grand scheme of my life. I'm a lot calmer now that I'm older. If life was a game, and let's face it, it kind of is, then I would be in the lead in comparison to my past self. Now, I wouldn't say I'm winning in life, but I'm definitely ahead of the game a bit. Uh, Sorry, I got a bit off track. Like I was saying, when I was your age, I wasn't thinking I'd be here. I was thinking about, um, maybe what I was going to do next week? Go bowling? Maybe, well, not bowling, because I was like 16, but you get the picture. I say all of this to preface how weird it is that I got through high school and got into college and got my degrees. I like my degrees. They're good. And I worked really hard to get them. So I get to say, hey, I like my degrees. I paid thousands of dollars for them. Uh, paid thousands of dollars to get some papers and basically say, hey, congratulations, you know enough about biology or theology 
to write a huge paper on it and tell a board of people why you know a lot about it and then have them say, yeah, you know a lot, here's your paper proving it. And that's why I get to say, hey, I like my degrees, even if, uh, even if I almost blew up a lab once doing some research for one of them. Anyway, the point is, if I can make it here, after all of the explosions I've caused, then so can you. Just uh, make sure you don't poke um, at monsters do claws, because that's how you get stabbed in the arm. Just remember to ask for help if you need it. I definitely did, and getting that help was what allowed me to get where I am now. Monster? You mean like Bigfoot? The Loch Ness Monster? Oh shit. Uh, no, ignore that. That was Dr. just- Dr. Tucker, what about werewolves or angels? Angels aren't monsters. Everyone, everyone, please settle down. We still have two more speakers, please. Dr. Tucker, this way, please. Sorry about that. I didn't think- Obviously not. They should settle down again in a few moments. Don't worry about it. Tell Miss Kensington that she's up, please. Yeah, sure. Lucy, you're up. I am? Oh dear. Hey, you'll be fine. They're high schoolers being forced to listen to adults talk about shit they don't really care about. They're not going to care unless you, like, literally set yourself on fire on stage. Speaking from experience... No! Just... Ugh. You're not going to fuck it up, is what I'm saying. Right. Well, I'll, uh... I'll get going, then. Uh, just to... Forewarning, they might still be a little worked up from my speech. You didn't set something alight, did you? No, no, just didn't think something through all the way. Or potentially get to my topic at all. Well, Isla, I'll get going then. The forewarning is appreciated. Yeah, you probably should. Good luck. Hello, everyone. I'm I'm Lucille Kensington. I'm I'm an author. I write the um I write the Burning Coven series. Um, writing is something that's been a passion of mine for a long time, but I didn't really get the chance to explore it to the degree that I have until I was in university. I knew I wanted to major in English. I did, in fact, but other than that, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted, but I quite liked my courses, so I tried to focus on that, and in the end, that's what got me to where I am now. Uh, Burning Coven actually started as a creative writing assignment. We were meant to write a piece based on the idea of change. That may sound strange, I know, but for some reason, my mind latched onto it. It was all I could find myself thinking about for months, even after I turned the assignment in. And one day I was eating dinner and I had this vivid image, the most vivid one I had yet of that world, and I found myself ignoring dinner and reaching for my notebook, and just that night I wrote what would become the basis of the first book. It <clears throat> Obviously it wasn't perfect, uh, when I found an editor to show it to, the first thing she did was cover the manuscript in red pen to show it needed to be changed. 
The entire thing went through three separate large rewrites over the course of about two years before it was published. But when it was, the response was very positive. Uh, they seemed to care about it as much as I had, and that was something that I was absolutely astounded and overjoyed by. And I've been writing, doing what I love, ever since then. So, uh, the moral of the story, I suppose, is that you ought to pursue your interests. Even if they don't seem like anything too serious, if, if they bring you joy, you ought to stick with them. You'll be amazed by where they might take you. It was awful, wasn't it? Hey, no matter what, nobody cared. Look, uh, first times are rough, especially with public speaking. Uh, why is it your first time? Why haven't you done, like, events, I mean? And why do you care? Okay, well, sorry for asking an innocuous question. I forgot you hate those. No, no, your curiosity is understandable. I'm... Not exactly a social butterfly. We both know that. Oh no, I'm shocked. Shut up. It's something that I haven't a great deal of practice with, and it makes me... nervous, is all. I have autism, and with that comes the possibility that in these kinds of things I could become overwhelmed, or even just like today, be horrifically awkward. It's a risk factor I have to take into account whether I like it or not. That I'll disappoint people because of it. Or my prosthesis. People... People build up an image of me in their minds, you know, and I'm not... I'm not that person. No one judged you today, though, did they? And, like, teenagers are brutal, dude, so if they're not going to say anything, maybe you're catastrophizing? Just a little, I mean, because I get it, but... I... No, you're not wrong. None of the students... None of the students said anything. Perhaps you're... Right. You look like someone's holding a gun to your head to make you say that. Don't be absurd. Perhaps I'll consider doing another event of some sort. My publisher will certainly be pleased. Glad to be of service. <laughs> Can't believe I'm the voice of logic here, though. Trust me, Dr. Tucker, you're just as surprised as I am. Especially given what you apparently let slip to the students. That was quite foolish. Seer mentioned it? Yes. Well, the fact that you called it a monster... You saw it, Lucy! There's no way that thing was anything we're familiar with, so Monster is, in fact, a perfectly apt name, especially given the size. Don't be absurd. This isn't the X-Files. It's probably just some particularly large animal of a species, and you're making uh, a mountain out of a molehill. Or, in this case, a monster out of a molehill, as it were. There's no way something that big would have been missed. It has to be something supernatural, Lucy. Come on. Hey, wait a second. Did you just admit that you've watched The X-Files? 
As you have pointed out, Wikipedia offers summaries for popular media. I don't need to have seen it to know that it's about the supernatural. It's mostly about aliens, not the supernatural. Whatever. My point still stands, though. I mean, I know this is a backwater town and all, but someone would have said something by now if it weren't for something... else. There's a rational explanation for this, Dr. Tucker, I promise you. And once you discover that it's just some fluke of nature or something, you'll abandon this foolishness. Even the frogs? Man, you sure you're not Scully? The frogs were strange, I'll admit. But that doesn't mean that the dewclaw is from something supernatural rather than just... Oh, I don't know, a mutated animal, perhaps. Those can occur. Perfectly normal. What, from Hanford? You're kidding me, right? I'm not going to convince you about this, am I? All right, fine. Normal is just- If you say a setting on a washing machine, you can walk home. It's my truck. What's your point? You can't- Whatever. But you can't just blatantly ignore evidence that doesn't gel with your particular worldview. You say evidence, I say a line of thinking that gets you with worse than a punctured arm. If not for logic, at least let it rest for your own safety, Edison. Yeah, that's exactly the point. Where the Stars Fell is a production of Caldera Studios and is produced by Newton Shottlecotty. This episode was written by Charleston Aris and Newton Shottlecotty. The voice of Mama Gabe was Kira Gill. The voice of Lucille Kensington was Madeline Harvio. The voice of Dr. Edison Tucker was Newton Shottlecotty. The voice of Vice Principal Sear was Cherish Dean. The voice of B.B. Tenay was Max Fleischacker. The voice of Maggie Quince was Layla Nickfarjam. The voice of Dr. Russell Stone was Dimitri Mullins. The voice of Student A was Ava Burglar. The voice of Student B was Newton Sweeney. Script edits were done by Lucy Brown with a sensitivity read by Kit Adams. All sound effects taken from Audio Library, Sound Library, Nagati Studio, Original Foley, or used under Creative Commons license. Find transcripts, social media links, and places to listen at wherethestarsfell.com. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hi, we're the narrators of Midst. What's Midst? It's very simple. It's a weird, surrealist, fourth-wall-breaking, reality-bending, science-fantasy space western about a small, doomed planet floating in a cosmic ocean of spooky darkness. Upon whose alien landscape an ensemble cast of characters, including a crotchety outlaw, a freakishly virtuous cultist, and a diabolical businessman, make awful decisions and fight like hell to survive when the moon falls out of the sky and a large number of terrible things happen in rapid succession. It's exciting, it's funny, it's scary. It's got neat sound, weird music, amazing visuals, and every episode comes with bonus content you can read and examine. Midst is performed solely by yours truly as the three of us narrate all the action, play all of the characters, and bend a lot of the rules about how telling stories is normally supposed to work. Midst is pretty fun, very strange, and it feels like VR for your brain. We believe you'll enjoy it, or maybe you won't, but there's really only one way to find out. You're going to have to listen to Midst. Midst.